0: Hey there, Rhino here from the podcast, No Humble Opinions, where we talk to interesting people about interesting things. Today, I have a couple of friends of mine in who are on-site managers at a short-term accommodation place. So we're gonna learn how it all operates. Thanks for coming on board. You haven't done one of these before, have you? No, nope, first timers. First timers busting your cherry yeah. right now. <laughs> we <How laughs> exciting. The best part is too, you don't know what's going to happen over the next hour either. Which is always funny. Anyway, guys, Mark, maybe I don't know if you want to kick off first, mate. Tell me tell me what it is you do. Yeah, we run um, holiday short-term
1: accommodation precinct, 26 holiday apartments. Mm-hmm. Um so my role in that is to sort of uh, help manage, facilitate guests into short-term accommodation and transition them out once they want to leave, make sure that the rooms are ready for those that are arriving, turn up, and the old adage of uh, maintenance in between.
0: Aha, uh-huh, yeah. So is 26 rooms a large or a small or a medium or what's, what's the How many? Oh. Yeah. I
1: guess it would be on the on the medium medium size. Mm-hmm. Uh, it comes down to the size of, of the apartments, and that with uh, studios versus one bedrooms versus two bedrooms, three bedrooms. So
0: yep, yeah. no, it's cool. How long have you been doing it for, you guys?
2: We've been um, coming up five years in March.
0: Yeah. yeah, and was it was that the first one you'd ever done or?
2: First time is uh, into it. It's under the property management rights structure. Mm -hmm. So it's essentially buy a business and get on with it. Mm -hmm. Um, We did all our licensing, obviously, um, real estate training and property management training. And you sort of get a two-week handover with the outgoing managers. And then that's it. You're it. You're in the deep end. Right in the deep. End. Right in the deep
0: end. So, okay. So, what? What can? I mean, okay. What was your back, background prior to that? What were you doing before you you grabbed yourself a job? We we moved to Australia. Um, oh, are you guys Kiwis?
1: You we wouldn't have uh, known. We, we picked we, it up. We moved to the Western <laughs> Island, I should say. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, we we left we left Auckland and we came over here about some ten years ago. Coming up ten years ago. Um, and um, probably uh, while we were in Australia, we were working for, well, I was working for um, a mining company, mm-hmm. um, had a stint here in Brisbane, and then went out west to um, Perth, and then um, the economy sort of shrunk a bit with the oil price of oil, and they sent us back home. So this is where it kicks off, where we, where we started. Yeah, cool. What, what did you do
0: before, Jill?
2: I was a registered nurse. I've been a nurse for 22 years, mm-hmm. but um, I guess the last five to seven years of that was in um business development for health service agencies. So um but for private companies, but it's still very much liaising with um hospitals and, and helping facilitate patients out of hospital to have treatment back at home, whether it's ongoing treatment or rehabilitation back in the So moment.
0: basically it was for both you, butter all to do with hospitality.
2: Uh, as Mark always says, um, our experience in um, hospitality was we've stayed in quite a few hotels <laughs> and motels and Cabin accommodations. Yes, so yeah. yeah, that was our experience. Well,
0: it's like my—I mean, as you both know, because you're friends of mine—I love beer, and I would never buy a pub though because I think I'd be shit at it, quite frankly. So, um, so okay. What made you decide, okay, I'm going to jump in and buy uh, a business where I have to be on the job quite a lot, um, living on site and doing those things? What made you decide to do that?
2: I had always wanted to get into motels and I don't really know where that comes from. But I just always wanted to work with Mark because he always had a really sound business mind and I thought and I, and it's proven to be correct that we would work really well together um, and we also um
0: you aren't you are a couple too you aren't married so therefore, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, we put at that so to a couple that can work together all day every day is not too bad so congratulations on that yeah. a lot of people can't do that
2: <laughs> yeah well we've been very fortunate in that I mean it certainly has its moments but life in general has its moments but I just wanted to do it. Um, we knew it was going to be hard work we we didn't we were under no illusion that it was going to be a lifestyle mm-hmm. choice, um particularly the holiday letting side of things. It's a lot busier than permanent management rights. Um, However, just the fact that we didn't have to travel to work, that at least one of us could always be with the kids because the kids were young when we took over the business as well. So you got two
0: boys?
2: Yeah, got uh, two boys, well, three boys. Sorry, sorry, two boys,
0: young kids.
2: Two young boys, yeah. And um, so we just... uh, uh, believed it was sort of the right choice for us and then we didn't have to rely on employers putting us off work because we'd faced that twice with Mark's job um, and it's quite a stressful time when you're facing redundancy. So we had the ability to take the the ball by the horns essentially and make that choice for ourselves.
0: Yeah. So when you got into it, when you started, was it what you thought it was? not
1: really. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when I say not really, it was there was bits that you looked at and think, "Oh yeah, I can do this, I can do that." But there's so much stuff behind the scenes of um, you actually, you know, have, have to do which you didn't really take into consideration as a you know, as as something that was important. And mm-hmm. then that could be like um dealing with guest complaints or making sure that guests are, um, you know, are happy with what they've done and how do you address their concerns and things like that. All it come down to was good customer service, but that sort of thing, you didn't have that on your mind. It was like, okay, we're going to sell rooms, uh, we're going to provide an income for the owners of the rooms, uh, we're going to make sure that our staff are employed, those sort of structural things. But then there was all the little granular bits that um, in between that you go, well, wasn't prepared for that, Yeah, and there'll be many days where you wake up and you go down there and start work, and you go, I'm not prepared for this either, but <laughs> um, you know what? No one else is going to mm-hmm. jump on the horse, so we have to do it ourselves. So. It,
0: it makes me laugh, it's like Firstly, not only are you dealing with maintenance and a building, you're dealing with the most difficult thing in the world, which is people, and people who quite often, and we'll talk about this in a while, but people that quite often are demanding and it's their holiday and it's their time and they you know they're not they're asking for things that are possibly sometimes either very difficult or unreasonable it's I wish I was good at other stuff sometimes I wish I was good at fixing cars or something but I just do people that I'm really good at so that's alright but,
1: but um, now, every, every guest has have their quirks Yeah, you know they've, they've got their needs and their wants and whatever worked for them they seem to just want to transport that to wherever they stay and um yeah it's it's uh, certainly eye-opening when you're dealing with some people, but I'd say 95% of the time the guests are just awesome. Yep. Fantastic. Great, okay. great, great people. And yeah. we've struck good relationships with guests that keep returning and things like that, and that's where our momentum slowly built. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just the 5 percenters. Oh, – I'm just rounding out figures – 5 percenters that that um, – of course, probably 95% of the uh, Welcome issues. to the world. It's <laughs> 80, 20
0: year old, isn't it? 80% of people yeah. are really cool and 20% of them are just brickheads. Yeah. Anyway, no, that's cool. Um, now, just for the people that might wonder, you don't own the building, do you?
2: No, we own the business. We own the rights to manage the business. So you, you purchase the um, business. So we've really got... Um, Two business partners. I guess we've got the body corporate side of it, mm-hmm. um, and we've also got the owners. Right. Okay. So all so they our apartments—that's correct. Mm-hmm. Our apartments are individually owned, and a, a lot of people don't understand that, even though there is so many property mo- management rights in Queensland. Um, so when you're upgrading a room you've got to get the owner on side and if the owner doesn't want to spend money on the apartment you can't upgrade the apartment you can't make the the changes that are going to keep guests wanting to come back Mm. so having your owners on side and working with them that's a whole relationship management um issue that needs to be Right at the forefront of your mind the whole time. And um, then getting guests in and um, making sure the guests are having a nice time and and a nice day. They're paying money to Mm -hmm. stay um, and you want them to enjoy that. But sometimes we're limited by um, what owners are prepared to spend as well.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I was 15 years in in real estate and I... I continuously saw property managers get yelled and screamed at by unhappy tenants. But on the other end of it, you've got all these owners that are just tight asses for want of a better term, and they're not doing the things they should do or need to do. Mm. But unfortunately, property management sits in the middle of that. So no doubt you've you've got those issues from time to time as well.
2: Absolutely. And I don't think that's something that Mark and I had thought through in entirety. It's not like a hotel which has revenue to update and, and um, replenish and refresh, we have to work with the individual owners to be able to do that. And and for the common areas, it's also the strata, the, the mm-hmm. body corporate, and, and working with them. So it's really important that we have a good relationship with them. The property management rights is relationship management.
0: Yep. And well, that's yeah, good way of putting it. That's entirely okay. Tell me about your day. Now, what start? Tell me from the start what you got to do.
1: Well, my my role is like I'm i the caretaker of, of the building, so I have got to make sure that the building is is functional. It's safe. It's you know, rubbish has been picked up. Um, the lawns, everything's you know coordinated and and, you know things like that are are done so start of the day depending on what's happened now overnight you sort of go for a walk around the building make sure that everything is um, is all good make Mm -hmm. sure the pool is the right color swimming color important Um, yeah and then then work work backwards and then go through and then check out the emails and work out what's the schedule for today schedule is we've got these amount of people leaving Mm -hmm. these amount of people that are uh, arriving we need to turn those rooms around uh in between that is making sure that there is enough linen. There is enough uh, cleaning products, um, and also that your staff know when they're rostered to come in that they come in on time. Yep. So that's like a, a regular basis, and that, that's fluid. It, it shifts during the day mm-hmm. because we may only have uh, five not chickens, chickens, chickens <laughs> um, coming through. Well, babe, uh, you did it, not me. <laughs> For reception, and all of a sudden, um, you know, after four or five o'clock, there is five more bookings that have just happen. Bang! So yep. that, that changes your outlay for the next day. Need to bring in another cleaner, um, but you're just generally sort of trying to keep ahead of what what's happening. Um, that's and generally. Um,
0: and so you got you. So anyway, so gonna, you have a look around the joint, yep. and I've, I've, I helped you guys a little bit once on this when you were away for a few days. So I know enough to be dangerous. Typically. Um, have a look around the yards, check all that's going on there, check the pool, um, and then you got your cleaners going on. Now, watching them works pretty wild. I know it seems like just cleaning, but they got to go in and turn out a room and redo all the beds, all the towels, all the check on the fridges and all these bits and pieces in there in basically as short amount of time as possible, correct? Yep, and they do uh,
1: a fantastic job. We mm-hmm. don't pay them per room. We mm-hmm. pay them the the hourly rate some um, mm-hmm. some places may pay them per room so they're under pressure to get that room done whether it's has uh, been left tidy by some guest or being trashed by some guest no matter what they they get that. we just pay them we pay them the, the above award uh, rates we've got good cleaners mm-hmm. um,
0: we well, if you look after them you get good people yeah, when, it's a funny thing
1: we we treat them like family that's mm-hmm. um, you know we we always uh talk and things like that uh, sometimes they have some pretty tough days mm-hmm. um like like everyone does when you know when you sort of backs to the wall and you got to go turn rooms around and temperatures are you know 35 degrees and you know stuff like that they got to keep moving from room to room and um, they've got to make sure that what they are doing is is presenting the product so that when the people arrive
0: they're happy yeah and that's the first thing you want you don't want walking in unhappy yep. to start with yep. i mean it's hard enough to keep them happy, people happy anyway. So yeah, so you can do that. Now, Jill, do what does your day entail when you're doing it? Just
2: So I, I kind of um, oversee more of the quality control side of it, um, making sure that the housekeeping is up to standard, and I also make sure that the team is working to um, appropriate times timings for rooms. Uh, I... Do more of the um, looking at the rates as well, keeping an eye on what's happening around us. Although, um, as we'll discuss shortly, on um, my role has changed a lot, and Mark is taking over a lot of that now. But just generally overseeing everything um, and covering reception, I will get in and help the housekeepers as well on a big day. I often make the beds ahead of the housekeepers. Mm-hmm. So um, Mark or our oldest boy, Kegan, will strip the rooms and then I make the beds and the housekeepers come through and clean. Yep, so, cool.
0: No, yeah. that's fine. And it is, it is a pretty full-on job. I mean, and now in addition to that, so you got check out at around ten generally, I think, yeah. and check ins from two onwards. Is that about correct?
2: Yeah, but everyone wants an early check in. Okay, yeah, everyone, and and that's cool. We really try to accommodate that. Yeah, too. okay.
0: So all right, it's what time do you close up the office?
2: We close the blind at five o'clock <laughs> yeah. if we get the chance. Yep. Um, and then we will. Work from our own apartment um, through till nine o'clock, and some nights um, we can be on the phone all night mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and popping out to guest room if an aircon's not working or they can't locate the TV remote, even though it's exactly where we tell them it is. Yes. Um, and little things like the, the Wi Fi's dropped out, and uh, so yeah. We've learnt to um, share that workload, so generally one of us is off and the other one's on, (laughs) um, just so we can have a break in between, but we know, and the kids know, that meal time is a time that can be interrupted, and that's okay, it's part of the business, it's part of what we do. Yeah, it's Um, certainly a
0: way of life, isn't it? it, It's not just going to work and going home.
2: Yeah, it is a way of life, but we've chosen it, and... We um, we enjoy it. We mm. do enjoy that and we enjoy great guests as well. Yeah. But we do suffer um, from some guests that can just throw our whole day into absolutely chaos as well.
0: Well, I want to have a talk about those sort of things and I want to have a talk about um, the Ecom's Least Wanted uh, project that uh, we're doing actually, which we'll go into about in a little while. But... Mark, we were talking a little bit earlier about some some funny stories. I mean, if you get people coming in on holidays with kids, obviously in an, an, uh, an alien environment that they're not used to, some funny stuff's got to happen. What's going on?
1: Yeah, it happens, again, from time to time and more often than not, but you get got to laugh at what, what, what happens. Uh, the one I was talking to you earlier on was about the guy that's, Comes through, he stayed with us previously, and uh, he went into the late box this time, and when he was in the late box, put his key in there, and he knew the number to get into the late box. Next when I get a phone call from him saying, there's someone in my room. Mm -hmm. oh, jeez, I haven't stuffed this up. (laughs) I'm thinking, (laughs) this is, is (laughs) oh, God. Did uh, you say, you lucky duck?
2: (laughs) It wouldn't be the first time we've stuffed it up, so you do have that as a reference point. Yeah, (laughs) you're going, oh,
1: crikey. So anyway... I said, I'll be down there five minutes, I'll see you, and then I get in there, and he goes, I'm in, I went into room six, I went into room six, and there's a guy and a girl already in their room, I said, oh, nah, you are in room nine, not room <laughs> six, so he had the key upside down, <laughs> and on the bit of paper uh, bit of paper that he had, um, he goes, oh, sorry, uh, and then that was it, he toddles off to his room, and yeah, here, my stupid, heart, heartbeats you? going like this, uh, one other one that, which we didn't talk about before was, um, I had a chap ring up and he goes, mate, I'm on a book a studio. You know, it's all, a lot of it's price driven. Studio is the cheapest room that we yep. have. And I go, yeah, okay, um, this is what the rate is, blah, blah, Yep. Uh, how far are you away? Oh, I'm just outside. So come on in. And anyway. He comes in, pays what he pays, and that for a studio. And I didn't ask him how many people were going in there. And I went, okay, give him the key, and off he went. I'm still in the office just doing some admin work. And I look out the, the window and I see it felt like Noah's Ark, <laughs> two by two, were coming out of the lift. And I'm going,
0: so a bus why? had just stopped at the front end. Why?
1: Yeah, you know, well, there's all these people that are heading in that direction of the room. And yeah. I'm going, oh, okay, let's see how this goes. Because I know there's not much room in a studio yeah. and the amount of people that are going, and about a minute later, he comes back on. He's knocking on the window, and I go, what, what's up? Um, knowing that something was wrong, he goes, there's no couch in that studio. And I said, no, there is no couch in that studio, but it should only be two people in that studio, not six. Hmm. Uh, oh, okay. Um, so what can I do? I said, I've got a two-bedroom apartment for you, and you can put them in there with roller bed. Yeah. Oh, okay. how much is that going to cost me? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, buddy. <laughs> You can all sleep on the floor if you want, but it's a yeah. bit uncomfortable.
1: Uh, so that was, yeah, it was, he, he got caught out because he got in there and he thought, oh, I can get all, yeah. like, accommodate my family in there with four kids and
0: wife and it wasn't going to work. No, nah, brother, so, that won't work. So. I enjoyed that short time I spent um, there. I I had that great, well, I had a couple of funny things happen, but the biggest one was that lady who got really upset because it was too windy. I'm not entirely sure what I was meant to do about it being too windy. Um Praying didn't seem to do much. Um, it was windy everywhere, really. And she was quite adamant that I was being most unreasonable that it was too windy in her room. So that was it. So, yeah, that, I found that of interest. So, anyway, there you go, people. Um, now, obviously, there's a few laughs in it. And, you know, you enjoy what you do and all lots of stuff. But you get bad guests. And you have dramas. I mean, I know of you guys being physically confronted um, and having some serious issues like that and have police involved and, and so on and so forth. Now do you, do you want to tell us about a couple of um, instances? I mean I recall one where you lost a door um, out of things so mm. I mean, this is and you have done something you came up with a solution not just a problem and I really appreciated that in that you saw an issue that was occurring all around which we'll talk about in a sec but you came up with a comms lease wanted's idea to create a database of of bad guests because up until now, there hasn't been anything. I mean, residential real estate's got a thing called TICA in Queensland anyway, T-I-C-A, I I think it's Queensland-based, and that will give you some warning of who is occupying the premises, what their history is, what they've been up to, have they been a good tenant in the past. But short-term accommodation up until now haven't had anything of that, have they?
2: No, um, and this has been uh, an ongoing issue. And I just want to say these um, guests are a minority, but they cause us a mass amount of loss in time and revenue when we do um, come across these rogue guests. Um, Look, we've got so many stories about guests behaving badly. Unfortunately, there's more stories about them behaving badly than, you know, fun, lighthearted stories. Um, In recent times, we have had a fire door kicked in, um, two fire doors kicked in actually, and um, a major police call out, and uh, most of it's drug-related, unfortunately. And we've also had guests staying where um they're not intelligent people these people we've got security cameras everywhere and um like so stealing guests bikes out of the basement and taking them up to their apartment and then partying in the apartment to draw enough attention that we have to get a police call out because we know things are going really wrong um and you know finding the bikes being spray painted on the balcony you know they're trying to make it a black bike when it was a red bike and you know you go in there and there's drug paraphernalia everywhere uh, which is very dangerous for us and for our housekeeping team um, to have to clean up afterwards. There's alcohol spilt everywhere. There's holes in the wall. Um, cigarettes left lying on the carpets. Um, cigarette burns
0: in the carpets. Cigarette hmm.
2: burns in the carpets. Um,
0: and this is something. I mean, Mark, you're not. It's not really part of your job description to have to stand up to a bunch of halfwits that are behaving badly, is it? I mean, especially not Jill. Not. You know, women are very capable. Of not saying anything like that, but it's pretty tough when there's three or four, you know, idiots in a room giving yeah. someone a hard time and doing whatever. I mean, how you know? How do you feel about that, Mark? Having to be not only maintenance and booking, but security as well.
1: Well, there's been occasions where we've had to evict guests and someone has to go down and, and knock on knock on the door. And, ring the bell for them. <laughs> yeah, and, um, you know, we, we, we try and be nice and, and, and sort of coolly um, with it when trying to remove them, if we need to remove them. First of all, there's a warning, you know, no. just say, hey, guys, turn it down, blah, blah, blah. But if it's something else that's happening, one of them was um, there was a studio again. Um, there was about 10 people in the studio, and we'd phoned up and says, hey, guys, it's 10 o'clock. Need to sort of start quieting the group down. Um, Any guests need to leave. Oh, it's only just me and my girlfriend in here and that, and um, it's like, okay. Then we could see on the balcony that there was more and more people go down there, and again, it was was about 10 people coming out of that apartment. Mm. And um, I said, right, I, I, I was... Tired. It was eleven half past eleven at night. It was hmm. like I oh, just had uh, had enough, and you just got to be strong yep. with it. Um, and bearing in mind there were security cameras in that common area, we were all standing, so I had my sort of
0: back covered uh, by by film anyway. Um, and, and you do, but at the time you don't. No. I mean, you're there by yourself, yeah. And you know, this is something that's. Um, I mean, look, a dot is something that. Jill came up with and came to me and said, "Look, would you do you have any interest in this?" And I said, "Hell yeah!" And I, I, I am involved in it because it's just unreasonable. I mean, I was a cop for a fair while, as people know, and I've had a lot of experience with confronting people and do what have. And with all love and respect to you, Jill, you're no massive human. Like you're not, you know, you're not intimidating or anything mm. of that nature. And and for you two to have to go down and deal with that is just unreasonable. And I don't know that a lot of listeners out there would ever considered that that's the case that you have to deal with this poor behavior because i know there's a lot of people um, recently especially 2020 was a terrible year for it yeah. in that there was well, everyone was in lockdown all the time yeah. but in addition to that a lot of people had more money because of the government incentives and whatever and they weren't spending it and they weren't putting it into savings or anything like that and they weren't spending it at kmart particularly they were doing it with their dealers or yeah. with whatever else it may have been in that and that's not for you to deal with, I don't think. No, so we've we've had guests that have thanked us for
1: evicting people and say, hey, you know, well done, you know, really appreciate that you've you've done that, and um, you know, and our whole mindset is to make sure that everyone has an enjoyable time, everyone's uh, you know time staying there. It's it's. Um, Something for them, so they don't have to worry about who's staying next door and they're not keeping them up to to all hours of the morning and stuff like that. So we've been quite strict on that, and we made sure that we continue to do that because it's important for our guests that our 95%ers come mm-hmm. back and they know that we won't tolerate um, any any rubbish that goes on. Uh, so that's mindful. That's our it's our business to make sure that it's our brand. You know, we want want people to have. Um, an
0: enjoyable stay. Yeah, and that's and that's part of the comms least wanted other side of it too. So, but anyway, instead of talking around it, I mean, Jill, tell us what what I loved about you initially is you came up with a solution. I really struggled with my kids when they were younger. I'd say, don't bring me a problem, bring me a solution. Mm. And you came up with an idea that is working currently to do it. So, tell us where that all grew from, where comms least wanted came from.
2: Well, with um last year in COVID-19 things really escalated with guests behaving badly and we essentially were just having a run of really bad guests now traditionally we'd strike a a bad guest once every three months however we still had no platform where we could blacklist these guests or do anything constructive. There's got no repercussion on the guests for causing us damage or harm. You can try and get money off them. Um, 90% of these guests don't even have money on their cards to get off. They put what they need on for their accommodation, for the security bond, because we insist on a security bond. That's only a
0: couple of hundred bucks or something. It's it? only
2: a couple hundred bucks, hmm. but that doesn't account for damage it can cover a little bit of it and it doesn't account for our time cleaning up the rooms our housekeepers having to spend extra time taking extra precautions and PPE particularly if we've got concerns about has there been drug use in the room are there still needles lying around um so really it came to a head and it was getting to the point where I was um I was physically shaking at reception if a guest started to raise their voice at me mm. and we're not unfair um hosts. We always believe that we have a good relationship with our guests, but These people you can't even reason with and we had no formal way of blacklisting these guests and we know um, because of our small community that these guests just move from one facility to the next facility and causing the same problems. We had no formal or legal way of sharing that information and pro- blocking them from getting further accommodation. So that's when A Comms Lease Wanted was um, born. Uh, was born out of sheer frustration of not being able to do anything. I knew about Ticker. I knew that um, there was a reporting system there, but we had nothing in New Zealand. In fact, I could not find anything... In the world, um, there are which individ- astonishes me.
0: To be honest, I mean, mm. I remember you and I sitting there, and I can't believe no one's ever thought of doing anything like this.
2: Well, I think so many people have thought of doing it, Ryan, but nobody was pushed enough to do it. I had one of those fuck this event moments, yeah. and I thought, I've had enough. We've got to fix this. We've mm. got to. We've got to stop these toe rags from causing us and our guests and our staff not just um damage and revenue but also reputational damage as well Mm. and you can't account for that yeah um you know so we really focused on a way forward of blacklisting these guests so that they can't accommodation hop Mm. anymore and they are they're blacklisted for a three-year period um and they can be re-alerted if they manage to sneak in um, under another name or anything like that and then that just gives us more information to our database but it's been so well supported by our local community Um, of accommodation providers that we've been very fortunate enough now to roll it out across australia and into new zealand in the very near future
0: yeah well it's, it's look one of the things that appealed to me about it was its simplicity uh so the way it works is it's a it's a website and when someone comes in to book in you pop their name in and if you pop their name in if they don't come up, great. That's fine. No one, you know, no harm, no foul. Book away. That's fine. If you come up though, and it's it, and you click on that person, which is on the database, may have a photo, may have a description, maybe there's all of other things included in it. Depending how much information that we can get, it pops up there and gives account an account, sorry, of what occurred at a in a previous incident. And you then, as a, a, an accommodation provider, can decide whether to keep them or not. Correct.
2: That's right. So it's a complete risk mitigation platform. What you do with that as an accommodation provider, what you do with that information as in taking a booking from that guest or not is entirely your business, but you can make an informed decision about whether you want that guest to stay at your property. Um,
0: So So you can identify them before they occupy
2: identify before you occupy before yeah. they occupy yeah no it's
0: it's it, it's cool um now there's also i mean there's some geo uh what's it called, tracking, you know, where you can get an area. And so everyone get, if someone goes on the system, these people can get an email out saying that there's a new person on there and then be yes. a- immediately aware of them, can't they?
2: That's right. So it's an alert system as well. So um, each member can set their own alert profile. But it does, if, um, say, Mark decides to blacklist a guest from our facility, that will immediately send out an alert to all other providers in the area, Um, and it goes straight to their um, email box, and if you've enabled pop-ups, it'll come up as a pop-up as well. And so that just stops them moving from one accommodation to the next accommodation because that's what, these people do.
0: Well, what I, what I found interesting as well was that a lot of accommodation providers were working amongst themselves and sending emails to each other, their network, saying that this has occurred. Be, be careful. Now, sadly, the privacy laws don't allow for that, so that's hmm. you know that's something that they shouldn't be doing particularly. But then again, what other options have you got up until then? So that I can see why it was done. But in addition to that, as soon as you've looked at an email, it's gone. Like you can, you, I can't remember the last name of the guy that came through on an, on an email from, you know, from whatever. And so the, the beauty of the comms least Wanted as well is the fact that they're on there for three years. So every time you search them, these guys will pop up and you can decide what you do with them.
2: Uh, and that's exactly right. And that was a similar, that's the system we were using. But um, the last thing you want to do have happen is to be legally challenged on that sharing of information and so we have built this platform to be um, compliant with all international standards and law so for when we do get the international traveler back it's going to be relevant Um, and you know the you'd lose a name in an email stream or somebody will another provider will add on to that email stream but not sh- change the subject heading. And so then yeah. it just gets lost in translation it's, and it, it's a very unreliable way of doing it. Plus, on the downside, it is illegal. But
0: You, you can't.
2: We can't, um, and, you know, so this does protect accommodation providers from that side. This is a legal platform where we can legally blacklist rogue guests and send out alerts.
0: Yeah, it's, it was, I was amazed at the, the privacy minefield that we've had to go through to get this up and running, and, and you've done a great job with that. But, Mark, I mean, what did you think when the missus came up with this great idea?
1: Yeah, um, it, it's needed. Um, mm-hmm. We were in a purple circle, was sharing information informally between other places. And then we realise it's only as good with um, those people within that area. But if outside of that area, and you don't know any of these guests coming in, then you've got other grenades coming through the door, so to speak. Yeah, um, to go gotta, off. yeah, gotta gotta be um, sort of make this uh, to communicate this, I guess. The guests that are going on this platform have to meet a criteria. They're mm. not guests that haven't put out the rubbish or broken a dish or something like that. Yeah. It's, um, you know, a, a stringent criteria that They've you guys have stripes. set up. Yeah. Mm. And, um, you know, for them to go on this, uh, website, it's not taken lightly. It's either black and white, you're on it mm-hmm. or, um, you know, the, the, the grays are sort of filtered out. And if, if it's in doubt, they don't go on it, but, um, predominantly they, meet that criteria, they'll, they'll go on it um, yeah. and it's, it's been good, it's, it's worked a couple of times for us already um, where guests have turned up and I said, mate, what's your, what's your last name, you know, when someone else checks in, yeah. oh my name is blah 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 and I said, oh okay, where would you say last time were you in this area mm. and they go, oh, you know, and you, and you sort of talk to them and go, well, guess what, your name's on this database. We're not accepting your booking because it's, it's not fair, mate. We don't need to put up with the rubbish that you caused at another location. Mm-hmm. We've shared that information. With, we've shared information between ourselves. We're not going to accept your booking. 100%. Um,
0: oh, I feel like this with pubs, I've got to be wound up at... um. Uh, pubs i've been to in the past where they've got dickheads in there and they're going oh but they're paying customers who cares they're not paying enough for the damage that they're doing to the reputation to the other um, guests that aren't coming along i mean your guests would have to be fairly happy to know there's a system in place where you know that the quality of your guest as opposed to other places yeah
1: Mm. are you aware of that bar from one bar from all Let's down in um Yeah, where's that? It? Coff's Harbour. I I had a recent trip down to Coff's Harbour and speaking about the accommodation thing, um down there for combinations least wanted and uh, one of the moteliers down there was involved with uh, Bar From One, Bar, f- bar From All, which has mm-hmm. run out of um, the liquor licensing area yeah. within the Coffs Harbour. So anyone that gets banned from any um, establishment there is not allowed into any of the others Brilliant. in the next two or three years. So it works similar to this. Mm-hmm. And the guy said to me, um, you know, this is needed in the accommodation industry, what, you're, what you guys are doing, so yeah. you know, for, to get that feedback. Um, from them and it was based on
0: it's working for them bar from one bar from all yeah 100 percent. i mean they've earned it as you say like you're not doing it for nothing it's not because you don't make your bed or you leave the bin or whatever it might be it's because you've caused some serious grief mm-hmm. damage um you know hurt your reputation at a place or mm-hmm. carry. you know just been intimidating or whatever it is so mm-hmm. now what's interesting is i was going to say a second ago that you've got to do it yourself sometimes because the cops just don't have the time or the you know resources to be there on the spot every time. But we have a pretty good relationship with the cops, don't we, through ALW?
2: Oh, um, Absolutely, and that is a large part of the ALW strategy is having the policing teams on board with us um, because... They um, also very fortunately can gather intelligence information from an awareness of who's been listed. They also put out their be on the lookout for um, alerts when they are trying to find a person of interest. Now, that may not always be somebody who is participating in criminal behaviour. It may be a missing person they're trying to locate. And that system has worked very effectively, and that regards as well with the what we call the bolos or be on the lookout fours. Mm. So working with um, policing teams is um, a, a, a mutual relationship, a mutual relationship of benefit because yeah. um they will come across a name and they will then um approach that accommodation provider that has sent out an alert and can follow up on further information on that particular guest and it may be what vehicle were they driving, what was their registration, things yep. like that. Um, so it is a it's a bit of extra security as an accommodation provider. And I think guests can, you know, if they can see that you as a provider are a member of the accoms lease wanted or ALW, then that gives you reassurance that you're probably going to have a, a, a better stay because that provider is a screening out the rogue guests, the guests that we don't want. That ruins it for everybody else. And yeah, 100%. Um, when you've got families, young kids stay, they don't need to be exposed to bad behaviour, there's enough of that in the world elsewhere, but not when they're having a break.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I've been really... Um really rapt about the way that the police have come on board and and sort of really wanted to be a part of it Mm. you know both information in and information out as well which has been fantastic so look I think it's it's a great system um obviously I mean as I said I, I am part of it and I'm just but I'm just really excited to be part of it and I think Jill you in particular have done a great job of having a crack and doing something about an issue that needed something done about it look I I guess we'll you know, information, where where people go to 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 check this out, Jill?
2: They just need to um, jump online to our website, um, which is the three W's, uh, dot, a comms least wanted, dot com, and that's with two C's and two M's for a comms. <laughs> um, and we also have a, a Facebook page where we um, put up some of the damage um, that is caused by It's a public Facebook page, um, and we've got an Instagram account, and that can be found by just searching a comms least wanted. Uh, you can always uh, send an inquiry through our website.
0: Yeah, sweet. It's the... I'm really happy to be a part of it. Thanks very much. And I reckon it's a great solution to a lot of issues. Like you want good stays and you want to identify before they occupy. So let's look at doing that. Guys, anything else you want to add before we wrap her up?
1: No, not for me. Good.
2: No, we just want our, all our guests to feel comfortable and we're just try to provide the best service we can.
0: And you do. So, well done, guys. Thanks for being a part of it. Thanks for listening, gang. Um, I will catch up with you next week on No Humble Opinions. <laughs>